1: This tap the podcast tap 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 to tap to. the Finally, someone I can work with. Let's do this. Pop They got the phone.
0: Hello? Hey there, hey Rory.
1: It's me! It's me! Phone to you right now, leave Dave Beckham. Lee Dave Beckham, Commerce 17, Commerce 17, Miami. Been in America quite a while now. I'm gonna be there for quite a while. You know, I'll be there for a long, long time. It's taking a while, you know. Look to get it to work, but no doubt about it, this team's gonna go and win the whole franchise league. No doubt about it, Rory. <laughs> You hear me? You hear what I'm saying? You haven't said a word yet. I'm, I was, Talk I'm, to I'm me replying. Boy. Oh. Talk to me, boy. Wonder, wonderful news. <laughs> wonderful news. So, you're going to win the league in America? No doubt about it. These guys, they came to play. We, came, we looked at him. We said, these guys, are they going to come and play? They're coming to play. We're going to do it, no doubt. And you're doing it in Miami. No doubt about it. I seem to be saying the same thing again and again. You're convinced me. I'm getting myself a little pie, eel mash up. It's gonna be exciting times for me, and my family. We've come all the way. up have you know, born and raised in London, as you can hear, and now starting again in Miami. It's exciting times. I'll see you later. It's a fantastic actor. Thank you. It was, it was very southern. Was exactly. Was it meant to be as southern as it went? I think that's bang on. Is it? That's a Miami accent, isn't it? No, I don't think they're they're not sort of deep south. Oh, but I like I prefer yours. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I hope that's the accent that you dodge. Weirdly, David Beckham sounds exactly like that now. Is that what's happening? You know when you get like some people, you know, like Steve McLaren. You'll know you you know you're a glamorous man. A lot <laughs> of guys, yeah, Steve McLaren, But a lot of people they go over to America and they get a subtle twang. Yes, and often impressionists out there can't do David, but I've been able to get that subtle twang just right. It's perfect. Yeah. So. Yeah, I've, I loved it So David Beckham has got his own franchise he has. I find it's amazing that he, when he went to LA I think a lot of people this, this shows the strategy of David Beckham And the machine behind David Beckham That he was offered the option of a franchise When he signed as a player That doesn't happen to many people, does it? Uh, these deals though, James, they're ridiculous The, the one that really made, like, blew my mind Was the Neymar deal you know when Neymar moved to you know he had the chat with the with the owners of Paris Saint-Germain they offered to build him a chain of hotels so there'll be the Neymar in, in Vegas the Neymar in Dubai really yeah, you can stay at know. the Neymar when you're in Sydney wow I mean this is this is the That's scale of now. these players now. yeah this is what it is Um, so like, it's 42 now and a lot of this, this class of 92 they've kind of they've got involved in, in these clubs and they want to own their own clubs which is again something that I don't think back in the day you had a you know you became a manager or assistant manager or you bought a pub it seemed like those it's were like, the options because they're so rich but they're so it's rich so now rich. That, yeah it's been uh, quite a few years in the making uh, the, initially they came out a couple of years ago that he was going to it looked like he wanted to certainly have a franchise and have it in Miami but they've struggled to get uh, permission to have a stadium but they've now done that they still haven't got a name for it, but I mean I, obviously you only need the second part of it, and they'll need a whole brand of course as well, which is going to uh, you know, fit David Beckham, but first of all we were talking before we went on air, and you're saying you think that this is a mistake, having a team in Miami I've, I'm not in favour of the whole thing, I'm not in favour of David Beckham creating a football team I usually think he is, <laughs> but if he's going to do it, I think sort of, from a business perspective, for, it doesn't make any sense to do it in Miami. Yeah. Miami's a beautiful place. It's a glamorous location, but that's why he's done it. He's done it because he likes Miami. He's picked the location because he likes to go on holiday there and he likes the people and he likes the clubs and the restaurants. Yeah. Miami, as a place, is it has an incredibly transient population. So people who live in Miami often retire there. They often are holiday makers. They're people who have... Been born elsewhere and gone to live in Miami, which means that they probably don't feel the affinity to the place, so they're not going to support Miami. Yeah, they they lived their first thirty years of their life in Portland. I think it shows that it shows that I, I don't think he's too bothered about that. No, it's for him. It's a, it's just a but toy. That's a dangerous that's a dangerous ploy because it doesn't look good if you've got an empty stadium. That I think the 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 money will come from everything outside of it. Do you know what I mean? Yes, the, but. The fact that you've got teams like Columbus Crew who, you know, do... There are... That is a, an important team in that community, but the, the attendances are... And the attendances have been good there, and they could quite easily be a lot better than what you'll get at Miami with the, you know... I was chatting to someone who's an Everless fan, and they were saying that Miami, the other teams, they're not... For exact reasons that you were saying, they're not that well-supported either, because huh. they, they do... They do good numbers when they're doing well, like a lot of teams do, but that kind of core community that's going to want to go and watch those football games, he's saying that it's not there. So it, it's, it's a not, gamble for him. It's not there. It's a, Well, it's not a gamble for him because he's got the Midas touch and it can't go wrong for him. What difference does it make? But I just find the whole thing really brash, really arrogant, really self-fulfilling and quite, quite difficult to even consume. When I think of what's going on in... With other football clubs at the moment When you look at the plight of Hartlepool United Hartlepool are about to go out of business For the sake of a few thousand pounds They can't raise it, they don't have it They've got the support, they're a club with a rich history in the game They've been around from day dot And they are about to go out of business Mm. There are other clubs on the precipice of a disaster That aren't quite there yet if David Beckham wants to throw his weight around, go and invest in a club that exists. There are clubs out there that need your support. Yeah, it's better that it's like, <laughs> no, it creates a big toy in it. another country. It's it's brash and it's it's ludicrous. I don't like it. Do you know what I was going to say to you as well? That like the thing for him, is, he is putting himself out there with a the team. But then then again, I think in MLS it's a little bit different because you know, there's no there's no relegation. You can't go through the leagues. And in terms of the draft system, it's actually the important thing is can he attract players? It's, you know, he's got a video from yeah. Lionel Messi saying, I'll oh, give me a call in a few years." Um, so yeah. it works for it works for him in that sense. It's a safer bet than normally. There's no doubt that it works. There's no doubt that this it, it will work in as much as there'll be a lot of hype around it. The stadium will fill. You know, it will yeah. The stadium will—they will have a support base. I don't quite know if they will be people who are from Miami. I mean, it will be—it will be tourists. Mm. It will become—it will become another tourist attraction in the state of Florida. It will, it's not dissimilar to Walt Disney World. <laughs> well, I won't go that far, but uh, uh, it, it doesn't exist. Who's he? Who's he doing this for? It's not for the people of Miami, is it? Because they don't have it. What is it for? It's for David Beckham and Bran Beckham. Yeah, I think it is. Uh, I think it's. Uh, it's also about. I guess you've got to judge David Beckham. Is it about his values? He's always kind of. He's never wanted to be a manager, and he's always been quite. Because he's illiterate. <laughs> that's why he's not that he doesn't want. It's not that he doesn't want to be a manager. It's because he's <laughs> thick as shit. That's harsh. He's thick <laughs> as shit, and he churns out money, and he's just he's a money maker. But and I, he's no, I mean, that's unfair because he's, he's smart enough to get to where he's got to in life. So even if that's being able to um, not delegate but bringing the right people to and be able to kind of adhere to the management that you get given, certainly a lot of other people have both either been intelligent or had intelligent people around them and haven't been well like Victoria. Up- Victoria's doing very well for herself, though, isn't she? Do you know, it's just reminded me of. It's reminded me of. Did you ever see that interview with Ali G?
0: Yeah, it's yeah, a, yeah, the best too, thing yeah, ever yeah. when he's gone
1: he's Ali G's interviewing the Beckhams and he goes, So, you know, when your kid grows up, do you hope that he's a footballer, like his dad, or a singer, like Mariah no, no, Carey <laughs> <laughs> She's you know, but she's again that's what I mean, she's they've both been smart enough to they still they, be. They generate a lot of money. They they generate a lot of money. Therefore, they are. It's very easy to say, oh, but aren't they clever? This is the equivalent. This is the equivalent ar- argument, though. It drives me mad. You know, when people talk about Joey Essex, <laughs> they go, <laughs> "You go, God, but isn't he clever?" You go, what? Well, he's a millionaire, and he says so clever. Well, no, no, that's not quite true. That's. There's, there's, it's a far more layered thing than that. Generating yeah, okay. money doesn't equal intelligence. So, uh, and David it, Beckham isn't this similar to a moron? <laughs> like he's a moron. Like he's actually a moron. Well, I've never met David, but I do do a very good accent of I it. Mean. Uh, so, what do you think? What's the basis around his success? The basis around his success is he, he's incredibly good looking. He timed it perfectly. He he was around at the right time, and he married the right girl to become the the couple. The yeah. British, you know, the, they they became incredibly marketable as a brand, and he's. Managed it all very well oh, He's been managed very well And As a result He's now buying A football team In a country That he doesn't live In a city That doesn't want it But it, he wants it I want to live in Miami I want to live in Miami And I want a football team <laughs> Off you go Um we spoke about that longer than I thought, but there's lots to talk about. This is the One for the Weekend podcast, uh, sponsored by a We're going to get you geared up for the weekend's football. Uh, load of games uh, yesterday that uh, we, yeah, Rory probably won't want to talk about too no, much. I keep talking about Beckham. But, you know, yeah, it's we'll it's have football, to okay. get on to uh, Chelsea. I haven't even put that in the running order, but we will talk about Great. Chelsea. You, I you, what, you didn't put it in the running order because you knew I'd see it. Yeah, <laughs> they just walk off. Yeah. Flav's not here. He's not, he's, um, he's not well today, so uh, Rory's an able replacement. But we're going to talk about Spurs best in Liverpool. Massive game this weekend: West Brom versus Southampton, which is uh, the bottom of the league. is just incredible, uh, so congested. Anyone can go down. And also, importantly, we're going to react to transfer deadline day, which was uh, one of the most impressive, certainly in terms of money. And uh, there was a lot of talking points for once on a transfer deadline day. So we'll discuss that and discuss which team we think has maybe had the best window uh, in the Premier League. Uh, so let's talk. Let's get through the uh, trivia that we have every single week last week we asked you this and I didn't see anyone getting it but someone got it I can't believe it which five Premier League players of the month winners were from Australia, Australia Austria, Croatia and Paraguay? So it was oh, Paraguay and Turkey, sorry. So there's one from each, who, a player who's one player of the month. Uh, Josh Hardy, uh, thank you for commenting. You got three out of five. Devang Shah, who likes to comment every single week, he got, uh, he got it. He got five out of five, as did Dan Fraser. Um, so the answers were Mark Schwartz, got player of the month for Fulham in uh, 2010. Alex Meninga do you remember him Alex Meninga <laughs> you, had, you had your own song for Alex Meninga I remember the Arsenal fans singing it was he only I get him mixed up with um, who's the Southampton uh, goalkeeper that was really good that went Tim to Flowers
0: that
1: went to Arsenal not, but no but he was like Austrian or something He had bleached blonde hair Nancy the Nancy A- and yeah he was quality wasn't he Nancy yeah. yeah. was he at Bolton as well uh, no, that's um, <laughs> yes, you no, know, you know, Scandinavians mixed <laughs> yeah. up. Uh, so Alex Meninga uh, did it for uh, Arsenal, March 1998. So I think that must have been that must have been the season they well they won the double that year. So Simeon must have been injured, and uh, he stepped in and got Player of the Month. You don't see many goalkeepers getting Player of the Month, but those two did. Uh, Jelovic for Everton, uh, who was the uh, Croatian who's won it in April 2012. Roque Santa Cruz. Did it for Blackburn Rovers, only Paraguayan player to win it in uh, December 2007. And Muzzy, is it? Is it? It is. Uh, whose brother, Kamal, is it? I saw him play quite a few times. Uh he was a good player for, uh, for so culture stuff. Like, Chelsea it. So, yeah, was, uh, did it for Leicester City, he's the only. Because he played for Turkey, didn't he? Proper Cockney. Proper but, Cockney, yeah. yeah. He went to the World Cup. I think he went to the World Cup in 2002. Did yeah. And uh, I think he played. I think he played in the last, like, 10 minutes or something. Or, no, I think he may play in the third, fourth place playoff because they got to the semi finals. Right, right. Crazy. Right, right. Um. Yeah, it was, it was it? Was that was a bit of a shame him at Chelsea. It just didn't. No, see, he had a great career as a he, Player. He was yeah, right, very, very good at Leicester, wasn't he? Yeah, very excelled. Yeah. Uh, this week we've got another question for you. So let us know uh, what you think the answer is. Don't Google it. Please don't Google it because you're just spoiling the fun. And uh, if you get it right, we will uh, give you a shout out next week. Who holds the record for the most Premier League goals scored in a season by a relegated club? You can see it in front of you, Roy, so don't I have to see understand. that. Right. Okay. But yeah, let us know. There's only one team. Uh, how many goals? If you can guess how many goals they scored as well, that would be decent. Um, but which team scored the most goals but got relegated? Let us know in the comments below. So as I said earlier, this podcast is brought to you by Fan League. And that's an app. It's a predictor app. 13 English football games. We've got a one for the weekend league, which uh, is good. We're getting more and more people involved. And it's, it's helped. It's made a massive difference, Roy. Uh, we've, gone, uh, we've gone up three places in the league of leagues. Uh, our average is now 6.2 which is I mean it's not good but its we're, we're getting there uh, Sam Fayhurst, 8 out of 13 was the game week winner last week well done mate and Jamie Dunn as well who also got 8 out of 13 so you guys uh, did the best for us this week so thank you for taking part um, Mug Roll Call I'm going to have to actually you can do it so just just say the word Mug to this camera when I say David Ambrose Mug Ryan Casey Mug Both of you Absolute mugs Two out of 13 should be ashamed of yourself Not good enough Okay We'll have another go this week If, you get, if you're on the mug roll call t- twice I'll ask you to leave the app Okay <laughs> um, But if you want to get involved In the One for the Weekend League You can do so There's a link in the description Click on that right now Add me as a friend James Alcott A double If you have any problems Find me on Twitter At James Alcott A double double T And I'll add you to the league Um Stat Nuggets time. Loads of little features here. It's good, isn't it? It's jam-packed, this, this podcast jam-packed. this week. Um, so Burnley. Let's talk about... So this is Stat Nuggets. This is a few stats that are real off for you, and you can have that in your back pocket for the weekend if you need it. So one, Burnley have won one in their last eight, have not won a game in 2018, and they've only scored once. You could almost substitute the word Burnley for Chelsea, though. <laughs> you could do, <laughs> yes. How many... When's the last game you won? I think we've won one game this year Wow We'll get on to that uh, Arsenal conceded 11 goals from self-made errors this season So any Wenger out people You might want to have that Pop that in your back pocket A um, check I had a nightmare again this this week um, In hindsight Did that work out for you, getting rid of him? It did, didn't it? <laughs> With hindsight, yes execute? At the time I was, at the time was, I was distraught Yeah mm. Yeah, at the time I was really, really worried about it because it felt like Arsenal were on the precipice as something good. Yeah, it felt like they were one or two world-class players away from launching a really serious and sustained bid for the title. Mm. We gave them one of those players. Yeah. So at the time I was gutted, but... I think there was that gamble, that considered gamble at the time, that Courtois, clearly quality, <clears throat> he's going to be here for a good few years, you're going to get loads yeah. of years out of him, you might get a couple of good years out of Czech... But, but that's my issue, my issue wasn't really like bring Courtois in, absolutely. Let Courtois, and, it, and if Petr has to leave, that's fine. But don't ever strengthen a rival. Uh, don't strengthen a rival that, are, that needed strengthening in that position so desperately for years. Yeah, yeah. Don't do them that favour. And it was done as a gesture of goodwill from Roman Abramovich. It was He wanted to stay in London because he wanted to do, he, he basically moved to Arsenal for the school run. Really? Yeah, he wanted to stay in London. Chelsea were in a position to say no. You may leave. We will. You will get a huge signing off fee. Whatever. We you know we won't hold you to ransom. But you're going to Paris Saint Germain, right? Or, or you're going in, you're going anywhere, but not there. And your little lad will have a great time at school in Paris as well. Yeah, it's strange. And no, he's yeah, he is struggling. I think there's also there, there's always that um, that hyperbole around a player who's older. Mm. Like your people are ready to go and say like you've lost it now, especially goalkeeper. Yeah, like, yeah. I remember. I mean, to be fair, David Seaman was like he was thirty nine by this point, but it did get to a point where he was crumbling away, but he just wouldn't wouldn't go. I wouldn't say <laughs> checks at that level yet, but I think he's. I think you've got to be so good with your feet now. Arsenal fans aren't convinced by him at all. Though, Not at all. No. Like when I talk about how good a keeper he was when that, like, just when I and I can do it often. Like when I can gush about the brilliance of Petr Cech my cousin's an Arsenal I don't want to hear it yeah, not interested well, I guess so, yeah, yeah. Cause, well he's making mistakes as it says here 11 goals from self-made errors not all from check but still it shows that despite the you know the good window that Arsenal had and we're going to talk about that there's still other problems there uh, Carlos Carvajal has taken 10 out of 15 points in his last 5 games and he's played Spurs Liverpool and Arsenal in that time the little manager bounce it's, it's worked again it's such a little turbo boost for the teams down the bottom you can kind of, it makes you go It makes you understand The panic of it And, and I guess the, the more that you get This kind of reaction From teams The more you're going to That panic's going to get Shorter and shorter and shorter Yeah Well, uh, I mean yeah It's an incredible record But it's, it's, what, it's pretty much What Swansea did A Clement, year Clement yeah, yeah yeah. They brought Clement in They brought McAlealy in They saw a resurgence And they've adopted Exactly the same principle and it's worked again You can totally see November He's gone though can't you? Be surprised, I mean, yeah. yeah, he, yeah you know, okay, there's a trend there, isn't yeah. it? Uh, Firmino has scored five and assisted two in his past six Premier League matches. Another player that you've, you've spoken about recently, saying how you kind—I of, think everyone starts to tweet Just brilliant. how good he is. Yeah, I think he's so good. Yeah, because the thing that I think is brilliant about Firmino is it's what he's like. What is he good at? Like, what, where's the flaw? Mm. He's basically everything you want from centre forward. He's everything you want. Alvaro Morata to be everything I want to have I remember yeah. like where, where, what doesn't he do he, he works works his socks off he scores spectacular goals he scores just tapping, mm. he it provides goals he's, he's just the complete centre forward playing brilliantly yeah got a great attitude there's nothing there's nothing to dislike about him he's just a complete centre forward I remember the Man City game being really impressed with him because I, I kind of had this feeling I had this idea in my head that he was a bit of a, for want of a better word a bit of a tart but I, no, he's hard. But he's hard. He's hard. Yeah. No, he's really he's hard. Good, like that's what I, striker. That, that's what I mean. Gen- like genuinely, I challenge you or anyone listening. What's he not good at? Where's the flaw in the game? Because I don't, I don't see one. I really yeah. don't. Or maybe his haircut. That's a slight flaw And the teeth, <laughs> They're ginormous. I they? it's mental. <laughs> and final stat I'll get for you this week: Huddersfield, without a win in the past seven Premier League games, three draws followed by four losses, and have enjoyed just two wins in their past fourteen. In uh, in all competitions, drawn three, lost nine. Matt, our owner, uh, anyone who knows the Long Ball Street, you know, for for a long period of time, knows that last year was his year. And I mean, the lads, all, the lads will, you know, back me up on this. He's in bits. He's falling away. He had this, you know, this confidence of like, yeah, we're in the Premier League. We're a massive team now, and uh, it's you know, it's sad to see. How depressed he's getting. Yeah, they're, it's they're difficult it's, to watch. It's hard to see it as well. Yeah. I can't quite see what they're gonna to do to change it around. And the bravado's gone. You know, he was like he, there was this he knew he, there was an enthusiasm. He thought they could do it, he thought they could stay up. It looked like he was it happy to like... dig me out all the time, digging out QPR yeah. tiny little club QPR. <laughs> well He was right on that one. Looking good, isn't it? <laughs> it's not looking and all I say, we'll be playing you next year, hopefully if we stay up. <laughs> right, transfer deadline day was yesterday. Um According to Deloitte, uh, the Premier League clubs' total spending for the 2017-18 season is an estimated 1.9 billion (laughs) quid. Mad. Uh, Premier League clubs spent uh, a January transfer deadline day record as well. 150 million was spent uh, on Wednesday uh, to take their overall outlay for the month to 430 million. What's what I found really interesting was that Deloitte were then saying, though, although it's another record-breaking. Um, season in terms of money being spent, it's still in line with the amount of money that teams are getting brought in. Yeah. So, uh, estimated 2017-18 net spend of 755 million quid represents just 17% of forecast 2017-18 Premier League revenue. Which is so teams are spending the same percentage that they have done in previous years. They've just got so much more money. So much money. And I was l- listening to uh, listening to uh, Five Life Daily and it was saying how like, I think Serie, A, the, the, biggest, the biggest transfer was about four million, really in terms of money spent, and in uh, the Bundesliga, it was 19 million. Yeah. So it's, it's incredible the amount of money spent. Um, and Chelsea had, a, Chelsea had a busy day. Um, Chiroub was brought in mm. Palmieri was brought in as well you were talking about strengthening the rival earlier <sighs> do you feel like you've, you've done that haven't you how does that sit with you we've done it indirectly the, the, direct, the team that have done it directly are Arsenal Arsenal strengthened Chelsea mm. directly indirectly it was us allowing White to go to Dortmund which allowed Aubameyang to sign for Arsenal so we've done it in an indirect sense We've what we did we serviced Dortmund Yeah. Dortmund, then there was a knock-on effect. Arsenal allowing Olivier Giroud to sign for Chelsea. I don't know how the fans will feel about it. I can't think they'd be too impressed by it, but signing Aubameyang will definitely sweeten that pill. With the result yesterday, 3-0 defeat to Bournemouth, um, is there an aspect of you now that is worried that... It could come and bite you even more so because if it doesn't work with Giroud and, w- and seeing the game yesterday, um, there was a massive problem there with the fact that you didn't have have a target man for Hazard to, to work with. So that will like that will make a difference. But are you starting to worry that you you might not make top four and Arsenal yeah. finish above you? No, Arsenal won't. Arsenal won't. Arsenal too far adrift. I think. Uh, the the fear is the way that I'm looking at the league now. There's Chelsea, Tottenham. And there's Chelsea, Tottenham, and Liverpool. Mm. One of those are going to miss out. Mm. That person at the moment is more likely to be Chelsea than anyone else. So that's that's my worry. Bringing Giroud though is good news. It's not it's not the dream signing. They haven't signed Dybala Yeah, but it's a player who's got a proven track record in this league. He gives us an option, which is crucial. He gives us an option of playing a different way, and I. You know, this time last week we were talking about signing Andy Carroll, so or Peter Crouch or Ashley <laughs> yeah, yeah, Barnes, or so. So, this is only good sense, news, yeah, yeah. I mean, simply Simply by comparison, this is great news, yeah. Uh, look, he's got over 70 goals in the Premier League, uh, uh 0.42 goals per game. French international, um, and I think also importantly, like you're saying, with those other guys that you're going for, another one was Lorente, who's 32, and you were and it looked like you're willing to spend 25 million on him, so to hmm. get. Giroud for around eighteen million. Yeah. Do you think that's one of the bargains of the window? No, yeah, no, the Yeah, I don't know if I'd refer to it as a bargain. I think it's probably just quite a fair deal. I think it's a decent, decent deal for us because I think we've only signed him on an eighteen-month thing. I think we can go a bit longer. But if you end up paying twenty million for eighteen months, it's not. Yeah, it's not a bargain. But if it all goes well, we're we'll playing the Champions League. You, you know, with with him with him as an option. I feel like we should be okay. Okay, what's okay? Be, okay is okay is top four and maybe a cup. Well, that's, no, that's that's too good. That's not okay. That's, that's brilliant. Okay, is top okay four. is top four. Yeah, yeah. Um, the other thing I I, th- I saw all these I'm, I wanted to hear a f- proper Chelsea fans thought on if this is. Hyperbole, or if these are fair statements. Again, I was listening to this podcast, and some of the comments that were coming out, I was thinking, "Come on, like, calm down a bit." But but then someone else was asked. Uh, another uh, journalist, Jonathan Norcroft, was asked about what I am about to say to you, and he kind of backed it up. And so, right, this is what was said. W- well, so one thing that Anthony Conte definitely did say. So it'd be interesting to know if if you think this is the other side of the coin is. That Chelsea are overachieving this season Yeah, I'd agree with that You would agree with that? I'd agree with that, yeah How? Because it's a very, very It's a very small squad It's It's not a very gifted squad It's a a pretty average squad But the bulk of that squad won the league Yeah, no, that was was unreal though That was uh, That team winning the league That team won the league with Victor Moses at right back Victor Moses had a great season I'm not knocking him But nobody thought... When Victor Moses wasn't getting in the Stoke team, nobody thought that man was going to go on and win the Premier League. No. There there are lots of other examples like that. I'd say in our squad at the moment, we have two world-class players. Two. So who's that? That'd be Thibaut Thibaut Courtois and Eden Hazard. Not Kante? Three. (laughs) You you make the case of three. Kante Kante is wonderful at what he does, but he's not a match-winning... He's not... You know what, What he's fantastic at... No, there is probably nobody better, but there are other midfielders in. The, there are other midfielders who would you, you would perhaps sign ahead of him. Right, but <laughs> yeah, okay. I'm, I'm not I, th- I think in terms of world trust, in, of of, in terms it, of though, getting inside. in a world eleven. If you did a world eleven, I think Tiago Corto would have a shout of being in the squad, and I think Eden Hazard would probably be in the starting lineup. If you did a, well, world, I, th- I think Kane would be in there, would he not? He's one of he like, be in you, the conversation. You miss him when he's not there. Yeah, for sure. And you can't uh, if you understand football, you understand. How, okay, how let's say let's done. say Kante as well. Then. Yeah. for the even just for the purposes of this, let's say Kante So it's a it's a team with three world class players in it that won the league. Think of the, t- the players that play for Manchester United. If you just think the world class players off the top of your head, you're already gone above three. If you do the, if you play the same game with Manchester United uh, with Manchester City, you've probably gone above eight. <laughs> But, but, <laughs> and that's their bench. Then you start on the first team. Uh, so part of that's based on the kind of the complexion that you see when, when, when teams are doing well or teams aren't doing well. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's just... It's, the team is definitely overachieved. It's a small squad and it's an average squad apart from a few jewels in the crown. Right. OK. So next one. Callum Wilson. Um, they interviewed Callum Wilson. And he was saying that they had a very clear plan yeah, to, I know. to press the left-back. So... We've yeah. spoken about this before. That Marcus Alonso is is one that on on Twitter, uh, on social media, gets a lot of stick. <sighs> Mark, Marcus Alonso in the in the ground that the yeah love him. They love him. Love him. Is he a weakness? Because it seems no. like Bournemouth were like right. Not, and mm, this is the guy. No. Do you know who they were attacking? Their their priority. It's down the left side, but it's Cahill. It's,
0: right.
1: It's Cah- like Cahill is the weak link. Get like Gary Cahill is is the problem in that back in that back line, definitely. Yeah. Marcus Alonso comes in for a lot of grief, but there are flaws in his game. He's not a world class left back, mm. but he is a really good left back and he contributes so much to the team overall. Scored seven goals this year. He scored more goals than Pedro. Yeah. Scored more goals than Pedro. People want to give him grief. It's nuts. Pink scored two goals away at Tottenham. People want to give Chelsea fans want to give him grief. Scored a winner against Tottenham. What are you talking about? In their first game at Wembley. Yes, He's no, what no, I agree. nightmare. I am going to go I was trying to <laughs> fix it. But, okay, right, next one. Jameen Genus said that. Oh, he what feels, really? No, no, but but he. So he said this, and then he and then Jonathan Norcroft backed it up. He said, he said that this feels a lot like the last few last few months of Mourinho. And Genus in particular, Norfolk didn't say this. Genius in particular said that he gets the impression. Well, he's saying Conte has been moaning throughout the season he hasn't stopped moaning all season and it's it, he's saying it looks like a guy who with the amount of money that's in football now he doesn't want to walk away but wants to be sacked Is that? I, think that's, the I think that's a suggestion about Antonio Conte's character that I disagree with I don't think he's that sort of man at all and I think he would walk I think he's a principled bloke who would walk mm-hmm. if he wanted to I think, he, I think he wants it to go right. I think he wants it to be rectified and the situation to be put right. I don't think he'll be Chelsea manager next season, which is a travesty. And the main reason for that is... The reason for that is because he's just not getting on with the board at all. I don't think the, the way that the club is run doesn't suit his style of management. Mm. It's, a, it's a crazy system at Chelsea. He doesn't make the signings. So the players that are brought in, as a, if you're the manager, you have no say over the players that are brought in. The players are brought in as club signings
0: you have an airbnb your home might be worth more than you think find out how much at airbnb.com slash host
1: select those players yeah and the buck stops with you the, the buck starts, starts, is, you. Yeah, so it doesn't suit his style of management but it, it would be one of the greatest mistakes of chelsea football club's history certainly under abramovich if they let antonio conte go Okay. Um, other transfer deadline day deals. Lucas Mora, This is one of the signings of the the window for me. Twenty five year old. I think he's got exactly what Spurs need. He's got the he's got the pace, the finishing ability, his movements. I watched i uh, I've watched a few games with him, and I like his movement in terms of moving being fluid and not just sort of standing still at times. And he's got real pace. I think on the counter attack, he could be really really uh, impressive for them. And he's also like twenty five million. That's you know. For someone who's played so many games at the highest level and is still so young, I think it's just an amazing, amazing buy for, for Spurs. it be interesting to see where he fits in in that team. But it makes their, certainly makes their squad better if they can keep everyone. So that's a, that, that's a big one for me. Um, let us know in the comments what is the, what's been the signing of the, of the window. Um, another one I wanted to touch on uh, was uh, Riyad Mahrez, which, who, so it's happened again he was linked with Chelsea in August I'd November. love to sign I I don't understand why so Leicester wanted like 75 million for him he's worth that though I th- I think he is too speaking to I spoke to Scott from um, uh, Scott Davis is a Leicester City fan and he was saying that he is inconsistent he is inconsistent. Yeah, uh, but most most brilliant players are. It's, it's impossible to play. I mean, uh, Messi's probably the example that you can use to suggest my point is wrong. But he's not, he's not, Messi's not a brilliant player. He's a phenomenon. Yeah. Most most players that are trying to... Most match winners, you can't, you can't do it every week. And you can't do it every week for a team like Leicester. What he did, and that's not picking on Leicester. It's any other team outside the top... Five. If you're the star striker Or that style winger The pressure that's put on you is understandable And correct, you should have end product Because if you're good enough to be in that team You should be delivering, I think Especially when there's so much money involved But when you're the best player on, In the other teams I think there's going to be moments where you're not dominating The game as much, mm. you're not playing with players Who are maybe on the same level as you yeah. And I really want to see this guy playing alongside players because you know yeah, he's not done it with one, Algeria Yeah, he's not done it at Leicester but you know he's achieved yeah. incredible things with them it would well, be it's wonderful heads, I agree it would be wonderful to see him linking up with Sergio Aguero rather than Mark Albright yeah not, not, and not, not, not Albright. no no not at but, all yeah. no, and Danny Murphy was saying yesterday he's like you know he's outgrown that the, the club uh, I think Leicester City fans will and I've done it with I've done it with players We did it with a Delta Rat, He was like He was a nightmare mm. But he was so So, so special yeah, yeah, yeah That you kind of You go, can overlook a lot Can't you You, you can overlook yeah. way too much Really yeah. It's like going out With a really fit girl She can be a complete Pain Yeah But you overlook it Yeah you, Yeah you deal with it Isn't there a ratio There's like the <laughs> Yeah I'm not getting <laughs> that uh, What's going through his head now, though? Hey, Maris. Maris, because that's twice I imagine now. He's livid. Yeah. I imagine he's livid. Yeah, imagine he's livid. Puel was like, uh, I was interested how Puel uh, spoke about it because again, he he's he knows he knows which side is bread's butter. He knows he wants Mar, he needs Maris to kind of come back for it to keep going well, which it has done whilst mm. he's been manager. And so he was saying, like, I know it's really tough for him. But um, hopefully, he'll come back and we'll, we'll, we'll get rounded and we'll hope to make him smile again. I know it's going to be difficult for a few days. And I'm thinking, what? Like if that was. So, if Mari's behaved the way he did, or has done for, for Leicester City, and did the same at. at Barcelona or At Chelsea or whatever. Yeah, yeah, whatever yeah, yeah. You'd never play again. Yeah. He'd be hated. Yes. Totally hated. Yeah, Piquet was doing the right thing though? I agree. Yeah, yeah. No. It's just it's it's interesting that I just you know, think at some point spin. he needs to leave, doesn't he, Well Whether it's now or whether it's in the summer or whether it's in the next January transfer window, at some point he needs a new challenge. Yeah, I think, I think I think you hit the nail on the head there when you said that he's outgrown the club. Mm. he's so good. It's human nature as well. I think that you just know. couldn't get a ball off him. You know. Oh yeah, you're saying like he was the best player on the pitch. he, a few weeks ago, yeah, best player on the pitch by a mile. Yeah. Vardy was brilliant as well. You know, really? to be yeah, I mean, the best player on the pitch was Mares. Second best player on the pitch was Jamie Vardy. Wow. Like really good, so good that I was desperate to sign him off. I just thought, can we just sign both of these? They were so good. Can Vardy do it? Uh, do you think Vardy can do it? Early? Yeah, Vardy he's scored, scored on goals. Anyway. Vardy scored goals anyway. Brilliant. Did he not need that that counter attack in space? I, I, I think he's I think he's really underrated. And often overlooked centre forward. I think he's great, and I think if he'd gone to Arsenal when that was mooted, what eighteen months ago, mm. I think he would have scored bundles of goals for them. Yeah. But can you imagine being the a back line and he's the centre forward? Yeah, he's exhausting. Channel, channel, yeah, cha- yeah. every ball, channel. Fast, aggressive, hungry. It, like natural finisher as well. He's a really good. He's a really good player, and I think you know people asked the question, could he do it at a top club? I went to Germany I was in Berlin When he scored a back heel Against them England won 3-2 And mm. he led the line I think you can score you can score goals anywhere If you can do that Yeah uh, So the, the most expensive journey transfers uh, Were they worth it We'll quickly go through these Coutinho 142 million Liverpool to Barcelona Was he worth it No Too much money Too much money For not He's, in my opinion this, this isn't really even a knock on Coutinho because I've well, wonderful of course yeah, he is. is but they've paid £142 million for a player that wasn't even the best player at Liverpool he was the third best player at Liverpool yeah Salah being the best Mane being the second best I mean, yeah yeah. Like when, okay. when I play when Chelsea play Liverpool petrified of Salah Sadio Mane on his day is completely unplayable funny, yeah Coutinho is the next more subtle, isn't he? Look I rate I rate him, I think he's a fantastic player. But hundred and forty two million for the third best player in Liverpool No, I don't think that's when you put it if yeah, if you agree with that, um, then I think that's a fair point. If he's worth 142 million, what is Mo Salah worth? It's all about yeah. What's on that? I, I I don't really understand those three numbers. Do you know I, mean? I just yeah. I look at it at hundred million, I'm like, What? Yeah. It just confuses me. Uh, Virgil van Dijk, uh Southampton to Liverpool, I think that is worth it for me. Agreed, it is worth it. Uh, because they were desperate for that. That's the hole in that's the chink in the armour, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, totally. And uh, yeah, a massive um problem that they've had. Uh, he was on the bench last night, but I think, you know, he he's a Rolls Royce and uh I think I'll chat to Paul about him, he said he's so much better than the centre-backs that they've got I think he scored against Everton on his debut as well he scored the winner yeah yeah amazing <laughs> FA Cup um, OK Aubameyang Dortmund to Arsenal 56 million See, with the other two we can judge it because <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know will, I don't, I'm struggling to answer this will Aubameyang offer a lot more than Lacazette yeah, I think he. Yeah, I think he does. I think he's a bit. He's got more about him. He's. They both got. You know, I think he's been playing in a more difficult league. Do they play as a front well. together? I think that's a huge question. Lacazette's got to be thinking, what's going on here? Well, like, how do we all fit in? Because you've got obviously you've got Ozil as well. You got Mkhitaryan as well. As a front four, it's great. But they're not going to play a front four, are they? I don't think so. So, uh, I mean, uh, lots of letters, lots of long names in that front four. Too many, if you ask me. The, uh, what I saw was um, that the the acronym now is LMAO. LMAO, okay, Which yes, can be spun both ways, but I'm sure that's going to be a fixture on social yes. media in the uh, near future. Let's know your thoughts. Do you think Aubameyang is going to be worth the money or not? And uh, and uh, Améric Laporte was the last one, who's, uh, who's gone to Man City... Uh, the, the reason I picked this out is that what this really says to me is Vincent Company's finished. Do you know what else it says to me? I think it, it the ambition of Manchester city is is demonstrated in this move. fifteen points clear at the top of the league, they go and spend sixty million quid on a bloke yeah. How How can you like, like They will win the Champions League Won't they Whether it's now Whether it's next year Whether it's a year after Yeah totally They're going to win the Champions League Yeah and Do you know, I was speaking to Stephen Houston about it And I was saying How do you feel if they did If they did the treble Or If they did the quadruple They could do that You know They've got one game away in the League Cup yeah. They're winning every game So you, you've got You've got to think that they're going to They're very very likely to do a domestic treble Because they, They're in the, the final of one trophy the Premier League's in the bag already. So, yeah, two. So, so two's two in done. The bag. So really, win yeah, the FA Cup, and you've yeah, they can totally concentrate on that as well. I think. I think it's win the FA Cup. They've done a domestic treble. Yeah, it's like... not quite as good as United's but well, that's well. Then there's the there's the debate, which would be interesting. But I think he, Houseman's like I'd be absolutely devastated because will wash it away. Of course, no one talk like when you talk about trebles, you obviously you talk about you know you talk about Man United. If, you know no one talks about it oh, once it's done you know once you get, someone's got it's quadruple it, that is, it's, I think a double I think winning the double is worth well, I mean we sing about winning the double all the time we won the double in 2010 and that will forever be one of our like high points as a club yeah we didn't win the course. double last year and we should have done Arsenal stopped us Arsenal fans would be over the moon they would I imagine that Arsenal fans would have been as happy as them winning the cup as they stopped us winning the double yeah Um, So yeah Let us know your thoughts Uh, Actually last question to you Rory Which team has improved the most From this transfer window in your opinion Who's had the best window It would (laughs) Arsenal I suppose Arsenal have bought in Mkhitaryan and Aubameyang They've lost Sanchez and Giroud And have lost Sanchez and Giroud I think Arsenal Arsenal will be very happy with the window they lost. They also the players. They they lost Giroud by their own choosing. That, that was that was in their that was in their plan. So yeah. I don't think they can look at that one and be yeah yeah too um, bothered. Okay. Equally, Sanchez they've known it was coming for long enough. Yeah, um, I, th- I I think Sanchez and they signed Özil the as well. That's and yeah, signed Özil. exactly. That's so maybe good. it is Arsenal. Yeah, the yeah, other no, cheeky match, but we'll, and we'll see uh, with uh, West Brom because the team's down the bottom. They need, to, they need to sort things out. That's why they're down the bottom. And in Sturridge, if he stays fit and plays, I still f- desperately believe that he's just a quality player. It's just not, he's not been in a team that's suited him. Uh, and, and football's moved on a little. Well, not moved on, but certainly you know Liverpool and Spurs, those kind of teams that press like that. His body's not built for that. But he's still I can't put my finger on. I can't put my finger on it with Sturridge. We'll find like out. So I think we'll find out because either he's going to he's going to be desperate to play. He's back home, and and that will that will make his life more comfortable. Um, but can he stay fit? 2011, 2012 when he was at Chelsea, he was. Just the goal score, just a just an old fashioned goal score. You just put the ball in the back of the net. Yeah. Well yeah, and even you know, Liverpool the season finished second, Bolton he was great at as well. Um, it's now time for those were the days. Um a lot of people's favourite bit. Rory had a little look at the list Good and lists. he was well pleased for. Who's, with who's it. written this list? So this is Johnny. Cheers, Johnny. 25. Get in the comments. Uh, get in the comments, guys, and put your Those Weather Days and your Soldiers Lost in Battle, which we're going to read out very soon. Starting to get a little bit dry on the Soldiers Lost for, uh, Battle stories, but they are cracking. So keep them coming in, in the comments below. Do that for us, and uh, we'll read them out on the podcast. So Johnny has uh, written the, just an, an epic list of Those weather Days, and let's just go through a few of them. I won't be able to do the jingle for all of them, but to kick us off... And quite a divisive uh, person here. Mark Lawrence's moustache. So, I hate Mark Lawrence. <laughs> and, and you know me, I don't like to hate anyone or anything, if possible. But I hate Mark <laughs> he is He drags down punditry. He's useless. Oof. He's always been useless. He's not even nice to look at which would be like that might be something I could get from him he talks <laughs> drivel he's miserable I hate him really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah he did used to have a moustache though which was bizarre and he got his he had to shave it off because he said I'll shave off my moustache if Bolton stay up Is that years what it was? ago and then he shaved it off right and he, never, yeah. he never really went back right thoughts on Mike Lawrence? I'm I'm <laughs> I'm so ambivalent. I, I, really? I, yeah, fuck, I, he does my nothing. I, I think you're the most passionate man about Mark Lawson. That includes his family. and <laughs> yeah, no, Nobody feels like this about him, James. Either way, love well, or hate. I find it bizarre how he's kind of... Um he just he gets the odd football focus gig, but they've slowly they've been desperate to phase him out for a while. I reckon. I think they when Hanson, do I think when Hanson retired, it, 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 he was he was at the back of Liverpool with Hanson, wasn't he? It's yeah, Hanson and yeah, yeah. a as a combo, mm. like it's Bruce Pallister Yeah, <laughs> it's, the, it's the Chuckle Brothers. It's, there are certain people who are only good with that's true when it, accompanied by someone else. Yeah, he's like yeah. Hale and Pace, <laughs> Robson and Jerome nice (laughs) Google them Um, (laughs) those were the days Uh, David Beckham playing for Preston North End I like these little stories you have that like Lamp was at Swansea City a lot of like those Jermaine Defoe at Bournemouth yeah a lot of great players that kind of go off Mm. and then yeah they'll be forever kind of loved at that club because they went on and became like amazing players John Terry Forrest was it? yeah good so yeah let us know other ones of that but yeah David, I didn't see him play there I think he played with David Moyes there. Yes, which maybe is. at least a city yeah. manager. Um, right, Gary Lineker I can't go through all these, but Gary Lineker <laughs> being on, they think it's all over. Let's not talk about that because it'll go on forever. Uh, Michael Owen pre-injuries—that's a good shout. Yeah, yeah, that was that was sad. Michael Owen bursting onto the scene was—I can—I can remember it happening. It was—it was a bit like Beatlemania, wasn't it? It was just like this kid is going to win England the World Cup in '98. Yeah. What, who is this guy? and I can remember do you know weirdly I don't know how I remember this but he got injured at Leeds it was at Ellen Road and he never he was never the same man again was it his ha- hamstring? his hamstring went yeah. at Ellen Road he was about to score he's gone blind like, yeah blistering through no defender within like <laughs> 10 yards of him because he was so quick it's like he's been shot and, he's, and he went over as if he'd been shot yeah and that was that was it yeah I think there's a view like that like Robbie Fowler like I swear like, there's two Robbie Fowlers in my head there's like the kid that burst on the scene and then a fat bloke. Robbie Fowler was so good. Do you remember how he, so he scored good. against Arsenal in about two minutes? Yeah, but he was frightening in those couple of seasons. Then I think he might have done his knee or something. I, th- like. I think Robbie Fowler was probably the best finisher that the Premier League has ever seen. Just in terms of scoring goals. Robbie Fowler was, was that good. And do you know, this is how how great England had it at the time. I don't even think we realised how lucky we were. Robbie Fowler didn't get in the England team. No. Matt Letitia didn't get in the England team. Yeah, How good were England that they could have players as good as Robbie Fowler? Like Robbie Fowler was playing now. The entire team would be built around him. The entire team would revolve around Robbie Fowler. Yeah. If Matt Letitia was playing now, the whole team would be built around him. There was, uh, yeah, around that time, we there was... So, I mean, Andy Cole, Ian Wright. Les Fernand. Yeah. I nearly said Dion Dublin. I mean, he had a good record. <laughs> <laughs> sure out there. But yeah, they had, they had a lot of good strikers. Um... Right, one more. I tell you, have a look at that list, Rory. Because can we can't. Like, pick there, one. Honestly, we'll have to pick up this next week because there are so many. But you pick one, and I'll pick one. Okay, you go first. I right, like England World Cup songs. I love them, love them, love them. I can, I, I still, I, I will still make reference to them around the World Cup. So if I'm if, before, before we go to Russia, there will definitely be a few tweets from me saying this time more than any other time. <laughs> really? All right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we. The 90s was certainly golden era for it. It's become a bit like... It went a bit... When it got to Sven, it was like... We lost it a bit. Yeah, oh yeah. I mean, I, so think, I think, think it, it has back. to be pre... It's 96. It's, it's anything... From, well, 98. The, do you remember the remix of Three Lions? Yeah. <laughs> Where they yeah, sort yeah. of updated it for France. I think I think anything there or before they were good songs. Yeah, World Emotion was incredible. World Emotion. We, we are crying out for something like that. We're crying out for a team to do something at a tournament. Lily Allen to did pair a that with. Have you ever heard Lily Allen's one? It didn't really get any release, but it was good. It was like an alternative World Cup song from her. Um, it was called uh, it was called Bass Like Home. It's, do you get it? It's like a pun. Right. Yeah, it's called Bass Like Home. And it's B A S S. B A. Yeah, as in like as in like the bass. If you're into like. Yeah, bass, sure. Sure. Like, uh, so, so yeah, he, she did one called "Base Like Home" when she was talking about like Gaza and raves around the M25 and Reebok classics, and basically talking about everything that I associate with England. Nice. Oh, we good. need a new one. We need a good one. Um, right, final one. I'm going to pick one. Match magazine. It's got to be. I'm a, I'm a subscriber of 442 magazine. Have been for at least ten years. and what. Um, but Match magazine was the the original. There was also one called Soccer Stars which was very good. But Match Magazine's still still out there I think. But I, I love <laughs> it. Can I do one more? Sorry. Go on. I really like this. Argentine football on channel five at three AM. <laughs> do you remember when you had to do you remember when you had to actually like put effort in to watch football? Like rather than just getting on your phone and finding it on Twitter. Mm. When you actually had to do crazy things. Uh, I can't go out. I can't go out. Why? I've got to set my alarm for three am <laughs> Yeah. Spock yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, a river River Plate guy. are playing yeah. <laughs> Newell's old boys uh, so many more on this list and other those were the days let us know yours in the comments below and uh, sooner or later we will get to them so that was uh, those were the days uh, Spurs versus Liverpool is a big game this weekend Liverpool have won one out of the last ten meetings with Spurs so they haven't got the best of records with them Wow! but what two rivals you know for that top four that we were chatting about earlier so which one do you worry off. about the most both. So, firstly, if you're just facing them, no. My priority, my worry, my fear, right, is Tottenham. Not because they're in a better position to finish above us, but because they can't. Like, I can't <laughs> live in a world where they win at Stamford Bridge. I can't live in a world where they're above us. It would be awful. Well, so that's coming soon. That's, that's down the Liverpool, road. Isn't it? I don't view Liverpool as a rival in the way I view Tottenham as a rival. There's a bit of hatred with Liverpool and Chelsea, though. I, I, there was, uh, you know, sort of a decade or so ago. There was we played each other a lot, and it was born a bit. But you hate Rafa Benitez. I don't like Rafa Benitez. <laughs> but I'm a Chelsea fan. No Chelsea fan likes Rafa Benitez. You hate him as much as I hate Mike Lawrenson. No, he's nowhere near as <laughs> passionate. No, it's no, anything that No, <laughs> like Rafael Benitez won won a UEFA Cup. True, so true. you know, like that day in Amsterdam was fantastic like, I was out there we, you know, Ivanovic scored ahead of, Rafael Benitez guided us to that I'll always be respectful to him right so, wh- so here you go then would you rather you don't finish in the Champions League but you finish above Spurs or you finish in the Champions League no we've, got to, do, no, we've got to do the only way we, that can happen is in 2012 Tottenham finished above us we finished 6th they finished 4th they were in the Champions League spots we then won the Champions League and kicked them out of it Right, that's what you're. That's saying. The, yeah, but yeah. No, hang on, you don't dictate it. I'm giving you a question. <laughs> no, I can't answer that question because Tot- Tottenham finishing th- out of these two to keep it on the keep it on trend. Tottenham on my feet. So in this game, despite the precarious league positions of everything, I hope Liverpool win ten nil. Okay. Well, I'm sure a lot of people watching this will be will be in agreement with you. Um, I think, yeah. I, uh, Liverpool have had I'm surprised by that stat Of them not winning I know that right? games I'm because, surprised by that as well Because they've I know The last couple of games I've seen between the two of, Well certainly at Anfield I think there's been A couple of draws there And, and Spurs have been Kind of hanging on um, But They did get beat 4-1 uh, Earlier in the season I think Liverpool Were in a different place then um, But I think it's going to be The first kind of Real test For real real test for, for Van Dijk Um I think they'll look to try and play them in that game, um, but I think it's a bit of a body blow for who doesn't, if, for whoever doesn't win that game. But if Spurs can win that game, having played, beaten United, uh, played really well in that game. Oh, look if Tottenham win that, so, so their next games well, are they, they play Manchester United, they play Liverpool, they play Arsenal. If they're taking nine or even seven points from those three games. Look, we got problems. We got massive problems. We got problems. Um, let's know your prediction for that game and who's going to win it and why. Uh, soldiers lost in battle. Time, um, Rory. I think you've been on the pub before. You? So you're aware of Soldiers Lost in Battle. No Flav this week to do the introduction, but essentially, Soldiers Lost in Battle is uh, it's 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 caring. It's sharing really, it's you guys let us know moments, the toughest moments that you've gone through as a football fan and we'll, we'll talk about it and just give you your moment to kind of share it uh, and, and move forward with your, with your lives. Um, we need more, uh, so get in the comments and let us know your Soldiers Lost in Battle stories whilst you're typing there. Move your mouse and click and subscribe to Long Ball Street and, and subscribe to us on iTunes as well. You can do that on your phone because you've got two hands. But this is Soldiers Lost in Battle. Villo hit Tapachetti. I'm an Everton fan. It was January 15th, 2017. We were playing Manchester City at home in the Premier League. I wasn't in town and had to watch the match on the hotel telly. About five minutes before the match, we lost power supply in the hotel because a peacock got stuck in the wires. Rest in peace. It took about an hour and a half to fix the problem. Obviously the Peacock had died, and to make matters worse, when I switched the TV back on, we were three 0 up. I could only watch the last ten minutes. I missed one of the best matches Everton have played in, and a Peacock lost its life at the same time. We won 4-0 versus City that day. Difficult. Okay. Chris Chris Gord. Hello boys, 2014 World Cup I'm an Aussie and it's fair to say we only had pride to play for I'm from Melbourne and the game against the Dutch was on around very early in the morning I needed to stay awake The plan was my mates and I get absolutely plastered and watch it together There's always one who doesn't make it though It was me I got destroyed and was clumsily put into a mate's bed after being very sick (laughs) I missed what I missed the what should have been goal of the tournament Timmy Cahill banger you'll remember that goal but that's okay because I get reminded of it as it's on every fucking sport ad over here I'm usually a pro at pacing myself on a Saturday night sesh as I'm a Spurs fan and have been for and have been so for my whole life and I'm used to staying up and watching the games cheers dad thanks boys and fuck alcohol and final one I'm going to reset the music here Dan Fraser It was the 6th of April 2015 which for me was my Easter holidays being only 15 at the time My local team, AFC Bournemouth who I'd supported for 8 years were only a handful of games away from making it to the Premier League despite being in the League 2 relegation zone several years earlier I'd been on a family visit to see relatives of my mum who live in South Devon. I insisted that the visit be cut short so I could get back in time for the home game against Birmingham because I was sick and tired of seeing them as we went there several times a year. My parents I'm a <laughs>
0: My
1: parents made the compromise of us leaving on the day of the game at 10am which allowed for five hours to complete a journey that almost always takes half that time. However, we reached a small village which had a. Jesus, this is long, Which had a fast pub that caught fire. The fire crews arrived on the scene in quick time, but this was frustrating to me. As they closed the road for two hours to allow for the fire equipment and vehicles to assess the blaze, it gets to 2 pm that day with the game an hour from kickoff, with me now relatively near Dean Court, the football ground, but with no chance of getting there given the traffic. I said to my parents, there's bugger all chance of us getting there in time. I'm out of here. I got out of the car and I just ran. I got to the ground at half three to find us 2-0 down to a poor Birmingham team who had already been beaten 8-0 that season and wondered, one, what was going on? And two, was this ordeal of me puffing out my cheeks gasping for air after running for an hour and a half in 30 degree heat worth it? Thankfully the players pulled the fingers out their asses and were able to win four two, which definitely answered the second question of was it all worth it? I know it's not a one I know it's not it's got a happy ending with regards to the results of the game, but that's as close to a soldiers lost in battle story that I've got. So they haven't. I was really disappointed. As soon as you said Chris Gord from Australia I was really, really anticipating a wonderful Australian accent. Oh, really? I thought, this is it. He's going to go from the southern states of America (laughs) into (laughs) he's going to do Australian. No, never came. Came. I could have It's in my locker Because when you said Timmy Cahill You said Timmy Cahill's banger oh, You actually right. said it In Australian accent Oh did accent. I? Yeah. Well, well do you know what? Soldiers are lost in battle Is not layered like that But maybe it should be Maybe it should be I think, I think that's the way That it needs to be can, can we make that a thing Whenever anybody writes in A soldier lost in battle oh, Can you put in brackets Where you're from And James will adopt That accent <laughs> Give it a go So can that happen next week Maybe. If we get... If, you, if your Soldier Battle story is good enough, you've written it in the comments, obviously, and you give uh, your accent of choice. Um, <laughs> I'll give it a go. I'm going to write one in. Um, how long will we be going? Quite a while, I guess.
0: Yeah,
1: an hour. An hour, okay. <laughs> he's, he's, so, he's, he's so bored. That is mine. He's so bored. Okay. He just has to wake him up to ask him that question. Um... Right, one last question then. Because I put on Twitter that said that you're coming on. There's one question that I quite liked. Come um, we got one. <laughs> Brilliant. Well, uh, we, got <laughs> we, got three, got we got like Craig. four or five. It was amazing. <laughs> um, so, uh, one, just because people won't know about this. And actually, the uh, uh, reason I wanted to bring it up was... I. Uh, so, I'm I'm thinking of making my own YouTube channel. I was chatting do about it. it. Do it, do thinking it, do it. Thinking about doing it. it. And uh, the, what I kind of wanted to talk about with different people that we've got in the industry is is kind of their story and how they got into things and how they've got where they've got to um, and so I'll get you on my channel if that's alright it, it, it would be an honour and a joy because Rory's got a really interesting story in terms of uh, like how you got to this point in time so the short version because this is a little tease for maybe on my yeah. channel now um, Domino uh, at Cantos Own uh, has asked uh, how have you both found yourself in this line of work so uh, yeah, I'll save my story maybe for for my channel when it when it when it comes to be. But um, what was your, what's found to yourself um, working at Ball Street as a producer, and yeah, what's your really, story yes, briefly? Uh, the the way that this actually came about is I was working I was what I was working TV, like normal TV. In fact, you, when James starts up his own channel, which you really should do by the way, as soon as possible. Yeah, yeah. But when you do that, you'll find out that James has not. A dissimilar story. Yeah, yeah. Um, But I was working TV, and I was working on the X Factor. I I was a researcher who wasn't very good at his job, (laughs) but I used to bang about, bang on about football all the time. In the same office, there was a group of people who eventually became the Football Republic, who were starting up a football, yeah, the Football Football, Republic. Republic. So when they were looking for somebody to sort out the Chelsea Channel they were like can anyone remember that bloke's name there was a little bloke who used to always be walking about in really short shorts who was never stopped banging on about Chelsea hmm. what's he doing now and I went and met them and that was the beginning of my life in sort of online football 20, yeah. 20, the beginning of 2014 and I think there's a lot of people that do, again we're going to talk about this another time but because um, I think a lot of people ask about how people get to you know work in this in this industry and uh, I think that the sort of top line is kind of Get into the industry as a whole And then you never know I hope, going hope to for the best be. Bit like football You never know how yeah. Things are going to work out Like Chelsea I hope you don't make it Into the Champions League Of course you do So I'm a QPR fan I've been brainwashed <laughs> From an early age um, But It's still exciting for you mate you still got Champions League to come Going to yeah. Barcelona It's going to be tough You were chatting to Craig about How do we beat Barcelona <laughs> Yeah I, I don't, don't know mate. If anyone has any answers To that as well Let me know in in uh, Yeah Yeah um, it's going to be. It's going to be very exciting, and it's going to be. Do you know what I would say though? I would say that of course it's looking unlikely, but never write us off. We can. We can beat them. Uh, nobody thought we were going to win the Champions League in Munich yeah. against Munich in their stadium, and we did. Very true. Annoyingly so. Right, uh, Roy. Thank you, mate. Oh, First step. It's been in. Been fun. Thank you. Um, Check us out on iTunes. Go subscribe to the uh, One for the Weekend podcast. Search Long Ball Street, and you'll find us there. This podcast is brought to you by Fan League. So uh, get involved in the One for the Weekend League. Uh, we're starting to get a little bit better, but we need your help. So click on that link. Um, add me as a friend, uh, James Alcott A W L C N W T, and I will add you to the league. If you have any problems with that, tweet me at James Alcott A W L C N W T. Hit subscribe to Long Ball Street hit like as well because it helps gets more people watching it which we would like and let us know your thoughts and everything and we will see you very soon goodbye